he said something that really connected with me and he said, it's easy to care on game day. Um, and you know, game days are important. So that's why everyone carries on that day. The mo- you know, it's the most important day, but on the other days, uh, it's harder to care. You know, you might not care about your routine or, you know, working out or, you know, headspace, the, that, you know, morning routine, um, you know, the little things, the little details on the regular days um, that you don't think are as important. I think those, those are the days that you need to care. um, And that will help kind of propel you to the next level and keep getting better. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. For this episode, we have a very special guest. Kaimi Fairbairn, and he is the kicker for the Houston Texans. I'm excited to share this episode. It's great talking to Kaimi. He is very humble, very hardworking, and has done a lot of great things in his career. He is a local product out of Punahou School, and he went on to kick collegiately at UCLA and was the starting kicker for all four years during his career. His senior year, he was awarded with the Lou Groza Award, which is given to the nation's top collegiate kicker. And after that, he was signed with the Houston Texans in 2016 as an undrafted free agent. He has been with them ever since. And just last month, he signed his contract extension for the next four years with the Houston Texans. And there is a very bright future for Kaimi. As always, with all these local products, we're always rooting for them, supporting them. And we look forward to following him along in his bright future ahead of him. We share a lot of different things in this episode from his experiences kicking to how he's evolved throughout his career and all of the things that he can look forward to in the future. So let's just jump straight into it. Let's get to the episode. All right, we have Kaimi here. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule and everything. And it has been a very, even though we're in this COVID-19 situation, it has been a very eventful 2020 for you. So first off, I wanted to say yeah. congratulations for getting married this year. Thank you. And also congratulations for your contract extension, which is which is big. Yeah. So what what kinds of things have you been up to since... You got married and we're all kind of at this stay home order right now. Yeah. Well, first off, I want to say thank you for having me. Um, yeah, it's been a wild 2020, you know, first uh, beginning April. last three months have been wild. Um, February 16th, I got married. And then we went on a two week uh, uh, honeymoon to New Zealand um, and nice. luckily got out before you know, a lot of the craziness really happened. (laughs) Um, So, you know, blessings there. And uh, now just back in Houston, um, trying to stay safe and uh, quarantined and making all the right moves to uh, get past this, you know, and taking one day at a time. Yes. And for everybody, I think we're all, everything's put on hold. So it really makes you 
you know, figure out what kinds of things you're going to do next. And at the same time right. for you, still stay in shape and still be ready because hopefully everything settles down by, you know, summer or at least the fall so that right. you guys can have your regular season as scheduled. Um, yeah, we got, we got pretty lucky where, you know, basketball, baseball, uh-huh. hockey, all those other sports, this is right in the middle of their season. So, um, you know, hopefully things calm down and, you know, we're able to have a, a somewhat regular football season. Yes. So cross your fingers. Yeah, hopefully. And I'm sure all yep. of the fans and everybody are doing the same thing too. Um, but yeah, congratulations on all of the new things, the contract extension and getting Thank married you. and you got to enjoy some time away from football. Um, on on a kind of a, another note, we have to ask just for all of the listeners, how do you pronounce your full Hawaiian name? Uh, yes, okay. Um, I guess it's a lot. Um, my first name is actually John Christian um, and my middle name is Ka'imi Noe Aoloa Me Ka'ike Oke Kumupa. Fairbairn. Um, and, you know, I was given that by my parents and grandparents. And um, I think some of my uncles and aunties had, uh, had, uh, had a say. Um, and it's kind of just mm-hmm. like a, uh, you know, my brother and sister have lo- uh, long names like that too. Mm-hmm. And it just gives, gives a lot of meaning to um, as me personally. Um, you know, it, what it means is, to seek wisdom and talents with knowledge and a firm foundation. Mm-hmm. So, um, for as long as I can remember, I've been able to say it. Um, I haven't always been able to spell it because <laughs> just cause it's so long, it's like 56 letters. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very, it's something I'm proud of for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of people with Hawaiian roots, um, Definitely, mm-hmm. it's a big part of who they are and their culture and everything. And I don't know, I think one of these games, you should get the announcers to try to say your full Hawaiian name. Oh, on. man. I yeah. think the, the <laughs> kick the kick or the play would be done by the time they <laughs> finish trying to figure <laughs> it out. I mean, some of them just have a hard time pronouncing Hawaii, you know? So, yep. But but uh, yeah, yep. it's, it's definitely, um, I think everyone from Hawaii you you know is always behind your back always rooting for you that's kind of how the state works and it's always good to hear your name on on screen whether that's a football game or anything else that we're seeing about you with all of the great things that you've been doing um yeah hawaii's hawaii's definitely the you know the foundation of everything um you know speaking for myself and i think i can speak for a lot of the other hawaii guys like we never mm-hmm. forget it um uh marcus and Kamale and mm-hmm. the forest, you know, it's, that's our roots. So, um, we, we are always thankful for it for sure. Yep. Yep. And everyone is always very proud of all of the things that the Hawaii athletes do. And I mean, for a small state, I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of talent coming out of this state. And now, especially no what I'm seeing is that a lot of it is, you know, when you start to even the playing ground with training, with philosophy, with coaching concepts and all of these kind of things, there's a lot of talent that can compete out there. And I think you guys are, are definitely showing and representing what Hawaii can do. Um, it's been, it's been a while, um, since the last time we talked though. And I, we were just talking a little bit before we started recording was you're right before I remember it was right before your rookie season. That's when you're still back at home and, you know, tuning up a few muscle 
muscle tightness issues and few yeah, things that were I helping remember, you kicking. I remember vividly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, doing search and destroy on the ARP, if anyone knows uh, yep. what that is. But yeah, I, I mean, it's been a, it's been a long road, I think, for you coming out of Punahou and your career at UCLA. And I guess my question for you to share with other athletes that are inspiring or aspiring to do more, when was the first time that you really started investing your time and energy in kicking? And what was, was there ever a moment that you thought, hey, maybe I can, you know, keep taking this to the ne- next level? Yeah, it started um, pretty early on for me. Um, I, I I played soccer from when I was really young, mm-hmm. from four years old. And, you know, that was my first love. And, you know, that's where all my dreams, you know, had me playing, you know, whether or, you know, at the, at the collegiate level. And then, you know, at the national level, that's mm-hmm. where, when I was little, that's where my dreams were. Um, but it was kind of cool to have a shift, um, in all that and kind of learn from, you know, a really good coach I had in high school named Eric Hannum. Mm-hmm. Um, he taught me, or I tried out for the varsity team in 10th grade and he was the kicking coach. Mm-hmm. And I remember for the first two weeks that, uh, he was, he was there with me. I didn't touch a football. I, I just learned technique and, um, you know, just how much attention to detail kicking had at, you know, just the early stages. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until maybe like 11th, middle 11th grade when I went to a kicking camp out in, um, out in LA uh, Chris Saylor kicking mm-hmm. and I performed really well and got ranked pretty high. And that's when, um, I was like, okay, this is probably the path that will lead me to, you know, getting an education. Mm-hmm. And from that point, it was just about getting into school because, you know, schools are expensive, especially yeah. schools like, you know, the big ones. Um, so yeah, I got uh, recruited um, in 12th grade. I got um, a couple of scholarship offers from UCLA and Cal, okay. Cal Berkeley. And uh, I chose UCLA and I, I'm i glad I did. <laughs> yeah, I think the rest is yeah. history. Was there anything Great. through that recruiting process that made you made the decision more clear to choose one school over the, the other? Well, you know, I don't like to admit it or (laughs) (laughs) but my my now wife uh she um she committed there first for volleyball so it it kind of it was an easy choice for me to be honest um but i overall like ucla just you know from the campus to the coaches um to you know westwood it it uh hit hit a place in my heart that you know i i just knew Mm -hmm. from from visiting right away yeah i mean you had a i mean you were the lou what is it lou graza award winner yeah yep, lou graza, lou graza mm-hmm. award winner in um your senior year um what was that experience like going through ucla i think you started as a freshman if i'm not mistaken and having the yep. starting job for four years what was that experience like for people that are playing division one um shoot to be honest i like going into it as uh coming out of high school and then 
you know, you graduate in June and then, uh, I think I had like a week at home and then I flew up to LA and from there it was just like, all right, giddy up. (laughs) Um, and it was kind of winning the job and, you know, having season, I was really lucky to have two seniors, Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Locke and Kevin McDermott, one of them being a punter and one of them being my long snapper. Mm-hmm. And they uh, both eventually mm-hmm. played in the NFL for um, five plus years each. Mm-hmm. So um, just having that, you know, I got really lucky to be able to learn from them and have them my freshman year. And then um all the way working up to my senior year, there was a lot of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, there was, it wasn't easy. I'll tell you that. Um, I, I missed some kicks and, you know, looking back on it, I definitely wouldn't trade that in for, you know, mm-hmm. it would have made things easier, but uh, I learned a lot from them. And um, I think those struggles early on helped me to where I am now. And especially, my senior year when um, things really came together. Yeah. And I, I'm glad that you said that because talking to pretty much all of the athletes that I talked to, it's really learning from those mistakes because yeah, you could have an easy career and everything could go as planned, but then the amount of growth or you reaching your true potential, I think gets hindered if you don't have these times of adversity learning from these mistakes and figuring out how to get better. I think it kind of sometimes forces you, maybe not in the most ideal way, but it forces you to reflect and look at, okay, what kinds of things do I need to get better? Um, But your, your career at UCLA, I mean, it was something that even people that may not have known about you coming out of Punahou, I think everyone knew when you were kicking at UCLA that you were doing, you know, the growth was tremendous every season. And I mean, that's, that says a lot to coming out of high school and winning the starting job and how much work and all of the effort that you had to put into just getting better at your craft, really. Um, On that note, I kind of wanted to touch base on you because I, I have worked with some of the other Hawaii kickers. Um, they're not yeah. at the pro level, but they're definitely at the collegiate level. And it's kind of remarkable that Hawaii has produced about a handful, I think, maybe a little less than a handful of high quality kickers that are playing collegiate football. And one was, I think, your successor, uh, Jet, who I don't know personally, but there's Jet. There's Adam, yep. who played at Oregon for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. I think he still has one year of eligibility left. I'm not too sure about that exactly. And then there's Kekoa Sasaoka. You know, there's all of these high-level kickers. And what do you think? What do you think is producing these kickers coming out of Hawaii high schools? Yeah, you know, I I've thought about it too, and I really can't put my finger on exactly what it is. Um, I think, you know. Obviously, it started with Eric Canham just kind of, you know, his attention to detail and Mm kind of just teaching us what the important things are to kicking. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, every every single one of us who's, you know, kicking now, um, I think has, you know, has learned from each other a lot. And I think just 
having this that brotherhood over there you know whenever everyone anyone is home we try to get together and kick mm-hmm. and um i think that's just created that uh that mentorship of each other and like hey you know i need some help here i need some help there and you know even for me like watching them i try and i try and pick apart things that you know mm-hmm. i might like from their technique so mm-hmm. uh i think that's the biggest part is just helping out each other and supporting each other for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I, I always hear that's, that's how I know that all the kickers are back because they're usually like, Oh, I got to go kick with this person or I got to go kick with this person. And the community Mm -hmm. is so small. I mean, not too many people are just going to go to the football field just to kick. So it's, it's good that you guys have that community, that support and you guys can help each other out because I mean, a lot of you guys are doing great things and are, you know, keep improving and being very successful at a high le- higher level. So that's, yeah, that's no super question. exciting. Um, yeah. on, on that note, kind of, you said, you mentioned how you've learned through some of your mistakes and your adverse adversities that you've been mm-hmm. through. And if you think back from the time that you were at UCLA till now, what are some things that have helped you evolved or how has your athletic career and your kicking evolved throughout the years? Um, I mean, obviously there's the physical component of getting stronger, but mm-hmm. I think the main focus should be on um, the mental side of, mm-hmm. of kicking for sure. And getting mentally stronger and um, basically just dealing with failure mm-hmm. um, because kicking is you can't be perfect it's just you know it i mean people have gotten close to it mm-hmm. for the season but it's just not realistic so kind of just having uh being in touch with your emotions um and you know you know you get to a missed kick and whether it be a small kick you know not unimportant or a really important one and i've missed both and kind of just dealing that with that and you have two obvious directions you can go you can kind of give up or you can keep going and Mm -hmm. um just kind of having that perseverance of uh, not letting the the defeat get to you and treating it like an opportunity to uh take the take it and learn basically i think that's been the biggest thing for me Mm -hmm. um you know all the setbacks um you just take it and keep going yeah and all of the kickers kind of say the same thing you know it's it's having that right mindset and having that mental toughness is there any techniques or anything that without giving away too much about what you do but is there anything that really helps you to consistently perform whether that's through a season or even just week by week um yeah i think uh just from from a consistency standpoint from a from a mind of a kicker, mm-hmm. um, you know, every kicker in the league is talented. You know, we've, mm-hmm. I've kicked with, you know, a lot of kickers, whether it be practice or, you know, warmups before a game, everyone is very talented and, you know, can hit the long balls, mm-hmm. can bomb it out of the end zone. Um, but to me, what I kind of came up with, what, which kind of separates the good ones from the elite ones mm-hmm. is just, dealing with how good you are on your bad days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, you know, what makes a good day, you know, like 
let's say you're feeling really well that day and Mm -hmm. um you know things are connecting things are coming easy you know that's everybody loves those days obviously because Mm -hmm. you don't really have to try but on a bad day um you know things aren't connecting you're having to work really hard for a small result um those are the days that i think challenge me the most and i try and focus particularly on those days and try to arise arise and rise above that you know mm-hmm. and um try and love those days because those are the days that you really need to work and um you know that will set you apart because if your bad days are still good days on everybody else's standards then that's what makes you uh, an elite kicker definitely and i think that that's the definition of consistency right there is that if exactly. your if your worst days are not as bad you know and you're mm-hmm. staying in that that zone of where you can perform still at a high level i think that's that's huge i'm gonna ask you and it's up to you if you want to answer this but was there any any time or that situation where maybe you were not having the best day uh this past season and how how did that play out and what kinds of things did you have to work through that kind of tough times uh this season um i'd say early on um maybe because there's games where you know like you're kicking well and Mm -hmm. you know things just don't happen the way they should Mm -hmm. you know whether you know be the elements or um you know the ball isn't you know held correctly or something Mm -hmm. just kind of throws you off um i think those you just have to kind of take and you know brush those off those obviously they suck but they happen and you have to be realistic about that um but you know i think during those games you just it it, it's kind of it's kind of funny whenever i'm not feeling the best during the warm-ups i usually you know take my i do my warm-up and then i sit on the bench and wait for Mm -hmm. you know the team to come out and that's when i usually try and collect my thoughts and really just focus on the simple things um i try to focus on one or two really clear thoughts and let everything else take you know take a back seat and Mm -hmm. it'll take care of itself um and that's when usually when i'm not kicking my best those that's what i try and do is Mm -hmm. um find one or two things no that that helps a lot i think just yeah focusing your thoughts clearing your mind and it's almost mm-hmm. like you're getting refocused so that you can focus on the game at the task at hand or the rest of the game and really tune in into yeah. some of your fundamentals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think that's good to share because you know, what people see on TV with the games or what people see maybe in person when they go to the games, they don't hear all the behind the scenes of actually what's going on. And I think for a kicker, it's, it's honestly, I've been around football pretty much my whole athletic training career. And for football, I think that's really one of the hardest jobs for someone to just be waiting for, you know, their opportunity to kick just special teams. And you're just sitting on the sidelines and you're, you know, you got to stay warm. You got to stay mentally ready. I think that's a tough situation for a lot of athletes to go into, you know, if you were any other position to just jump in and be ready to perform and you have to perform with such precision. 
that that makes it yep. even more challenging. But I think that's what makes kickers special and makes you really good at your craft. Um, I, I got to ask you too, have you ever kicked at Soldier Field, the Chicago field? No, I haven't. No, you yet. haven't yet. Um, what, no. What was the um, <laughs> toughest outdoor stadium that you've kicked at? Ooh, um, Kansas City is pretty tough. Oh, um, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Very cold, mm-hmm. uh, often windy, and their their crowd is uh, pretty <laughs> yeah. dang loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think all of the crowds are pretty loud at, at the NFL level. Um, but that's, that's another component that you got to take into consideration. So is there anything that you've come to learn how to deal with the environmental considerations, like the wind, um, the cold, I yeah. guess, anything else? Yeah, you try to pick up, you know, certain things. Like <laughs> I wore a wetsuit um, <laughs> yep. shirt underneath my jersey mm. when it was about, uh, I think it was like 10 degrees uh-huh. when we played them in the um, playoff game this mm-hmm. past year. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, and, you know, that helped a lot. It kind of just <laughs> kept all the heat in. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you try and stay warm as possible, but, um, for the elements, it's kind of just accepting them, um, not mm-hmm. trying to resist them, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be the wind or the rain or anything like that. You just kind of got to, um, realize that, you know, this, this kick is not going to go as far, you know, like mm-hmm. if we're going into the wind or the, the balls wet from the rain or it's snowing or anything like mm-hmm. that and kind of just, um, realize it accept it and still make your same motion um, and technique try not to try not to force anything that's unneeded mm-hmm. I, I always hear kickers say that it's the it's really the same swing it's the same technique and everything uh, no matter if mm-hmm. you're kicking a PAT or if you're kicking a 50 yarder um, is there anything that you need to adjust in your mind to <laughs> keep that consistent technique going because if you know that this is going to be like a i don't know a 50 plus yarder um is there anything else that you're like trying to block out uh thought wise or just stay focused in the moment yeah i try to just stay focused and you know a lot of a lot of times for me at least when it's a farther kick i don't necessarily try to kick the ball harder i i speed up my um my uh rhythm towards the ball Mm. so uh for me when it's a longer kick i kind of just tell myself take my time um and that's one of the uh one of the swing thoughts if you will um i have when i'm approaching the ball Mm -hmm. oh that's interesting and i Mm -hmm. I have to share i'm sure kiko will be will be okay with me sharing but one time Mm -hmm. we actually we went to punahou and then we he was just showing us how to kick like me and the staff um okay. and, I, and i played soccer but still yeah i'm not i'm no kicker so yeah. so he was teaching us how to kick and everything and you know he was just going through an easy day of kicking he wasn't trying to um crush balls or anything but then i kind of asked him like you know when you're on the like 45 yard line or something I go, and you look down, like, is there anything that <laughs> that you're thinking? And he goes, I'm trying to, exactly what you said. I'm trying to just 
be consistent and just take every kick as the same kick, like an extra point. But then he goes, sometimes when you look down and you see the logo <laughs> underneath your foot, <laughs> he goes, that sometimes you just got to shut that off or shut that thought off. I mean, is there yeah. any time that that happens, I guess, or is that something consistent for all kickers? Like when they look down and they're standing on the, the 50 yard line logo, is that something that kind of caters to what your thinking is? Yeah, I mean, um, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know, when it's it's always going to affect you when you're at the midfield. And I think, you know, most of the time, every kicker can hit that long ball. But, like, mm-hmm. let's say it's, like, you know, pushing 60, that's when you actually need to give mm-hmm. it a little extra. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, you know, just just for those long ones, I, I try to keep it realistic. Like, uh, I think the stat for the NFL – all NFL kickers is around 50% mm-hmm. um, from 50 plus. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that just kind of brings you, you got to be back down to earth. Like, you know, like if you're trying a 55, you know, something like that, like obviously you want to make it and you know, do everything you can, but you can't let uh, a miss at, you know, let's say if it's early on in the game, you can't be, you know, letting that bring you down mm-hmm. for, um, continuing through the game, you know, so I, I kind of like those opportunities because the way I see it is I try to be optimistic and be like, okay, if I make this, you know, it could be, you know, my season long, mm-hmm. but if I miss it, you know, it's just, uh, you know, one of the, one of those out of the 50% and I'll yep. get the next. So, um, that's the way I look at it. I think, I think that's a very healthy way to approach it. And it's good that you're looking at the stats too. It's not to say that Mm -hmm. you're just settling for the stats, but I think it helps to put things into perspective so that, like you said, it doesn't have a snowball effect and start to affect the rest of your game and your performance. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to put too much emotion into each kick Mm because then you'll start to go up and down and, that's yeah. where the consistency kind of gets lost. Whereas, you know, you take take it for what it is and try and stay even keeled throughout the whole, uh, the entire process. Yes, yes, that that is definitely true, and um, very very good that you're sharing it for all of the listeners. And yeah, I hope that everyone's list, everyone that's listening, they get to kind of see more of the mental side and the mental game of kicking. Because, I mean, like you said, all of you guys physically have the gifts or have the capabilities to kick well at a high level but then you add in all of the other external variables and the mental side of things i think that's what like you said separates the great kickers from just the good ones um Mm -hmm. yeah so on on that note since we kind of touched on the mental and emotional side of kicking what have you learned and how has the your training and you know, be more physically prepared. How has that evolved through your, let's go with your NFL career, because I think that's when you really get to invest all of your time and efforts because this is your professional job now. So what kinds of things have you done physically that have really helped you in the NFL? Yeah, I think just getting stronger. Um, to me, that's the most fun part of the of training. Um, just, uh, you know, work on your body and, um, because I think, you know, once, once you get to a certain point, um, uh, technique wise, uh, like kicking wise, mm-hmm. then it becomes all mental and, you know, the stronger you get, the more, uh, easily you can, you know, 
mm-hmm. hit those longer kits. Like, uh, I think season for me is really a grind. Um, it's, it's a very long season. We yeah. start in the end of July and we, you know, if you make the playoffs, it's, you don't end till February. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, you know, I, I try to maintain throughout the season, um, strength wise, but it's really just about staying healthy, mm-hmm. um, and keeping your flexibility and, you know, you feel great, you know, the first four or five weeks you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. This is, this is, you know, it's going to be easy. You know, I feel good, but come week, you know, 12, 13, 14 mm-hmm. and beyond, you're like, Oh man, okay. I need a you know, I need a little extra work here. Mm-hmm. I need to get in the ice bath more this week. Uh, I need an extra massage. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's kind of just the maintenance part has really, um, that's what I've learned a lot through mm-hmm. the past couple of years, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Cause I've seen, um, you know, early on in my career, I had a little dip towards the end of the season just because fatigue mm-hmm. so um i've really tried to lock that in and try to finish season on a strong note um by just helping my body uh with maintenance yes i think that's a that's another big point is that the the season is going to be a grind and for all of the athletes i always tell them you know really whoever can recover and maintain their level of performance throughout the season and minimize how tight they're getting because everyone's going to get tighter. The amount of volume that you guys are doing, the demands placed on your muscles, your body, that's something that is cumulative and it's going to add up as the weeks go on. So if you can do the right things to keep yourself loose, keep yourself recovering week by week, I think that helps you to, you know, still be performing at that high level, like you mentioned at the end of the season. So that's a big one. Is there anything that you um really find extremely crucial that you do for recovering or stretching or anything like that for your body yeah i try to um incorporate a lot of yoga um Mm -hmm. hot yoga Mm -hmm. i think that's helped a lot um just like the the mobility of it Mm -hmm. um, has really helped me um and then i recently started doing some pilates Mm -hmm. um and I've only been to a few, a handful of classes and those are super tough. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I just think the the focus and isolation on, you know, your core and mm-hmm. those small muscles um, have really helped. And I'm, I'm going to try and incorporate that into the season routine. Um, you know, hopefully that will take me, you know, and keep me healthy, mm-hmm. uh, even healthier during the year. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think for you, that's, that's exactly what, what your body needs at times. It's a lot of core and hip. People think that kicking is just leg, but it's a lot of core and hip. Yeah. Strength and stability. And the more that you can keep those muscles in that part of your body working well, I think the less compensations you'll have as you start to, you know, progress through the season. So that's a big one. Completely agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are these things that, um, you do outside of the facility or do they have any of these resources? Like, do they have Pilates equipment um, in the facility too? No, I usually do that, um, off, off site. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a really good weight room, um, in, in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, you know, they have 
every, you know, stretch machine and trainers yeah. and all that. Um, but it's also good to, to get out <laughs> every yeah. now and then because yes. during season, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much there every day. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's good to get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, that's where you guys pretty much live. It's like, you know, you're spending 50 plus hours a week just training in the facility, watching film and doing all of those kind of things. So, yep. yeah, I don't blame you to want to get out every once in a while. And it's it's probably good for you to get other other professionals to help you tune up your body, too. So that's that's definitely a good facet of your training. Um, any other things this past season, because you guys had a very successful season and I, and we were following along when they televised some of the games back here, back home. And it was good to see you kicking and performing at a high level. Was there anything that you've focused on or learned this past year, um, that really will really help you i guess perform at a higher level going into next season especially since this is going to be on your new contract now is there anything mm -hmm. that you really thought was valuable lessons that you've focused on this past year yeah i i kind of started doing this um this app called headspace um mm. and it's i usually try and do it every morning um mm. as you know as routinely as i can and it's kind of just helping you um block out uh thoughts or um just kind of just focusing on breathing and really mm -hmm. um yeah you i mean it's it's a free app um i think there's a free trial and mm -hmm. um i i bought the bought the extended pack mm -hmm. and there's like a sports related um um category in there and um it's just you sit there in the morning um it's kind of like a meditation Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's just helped me, um, to kind of practice that in the morning. And then when come time, when, you know, your thoughts are racing or things are starting to, uh, you know, whether it be in game mm -hmm. or practice and performance is needed at a high level, I'm able to kind of go back to that, that zone where, you know, just quiet, quiet the mind and have that cool, calm confidence, um, to to have that um as your foundation yes and is this something that you, you said you do almost every morning and how long on average is your morning routine with this headspace app uh i usually try and do 10 to 20 minutes mm -hmm. um yeah i'll just get up uh you know do the morning routine brush your teeth get mm -hmm. ready and then right before i'm about to go out i'll sit for um, you know, 15 minutes and pick a, pick a, um, basically it's like a small recorded session mm -hmm. and, um, it, it's helped me a lot. I, I really like it. Yes, definitely. And I think for a lot of people, it's just, I mean, really working on clearing your mind and the meditation aspect is, is big in itself. But for a lot of other people too, it's just getting that mind body connection. Or even if you're doing some yeah. breathing work, um, mm -hmm. breathing influences pretty much everything. And that's kind of been what I've been looking at the past few months too, is really getting back to basics, which 
I may have gotten away from with breathing and movement, yeah. breathing and exercise, breathing and meditation. And I think that's a very good, consistent routine to just kind of give your mind that reset every day so that you can approach the day, but you can also perform at your sport and kicking at the highest level possible. So that's that's something good. I mean, not only for kickers, but really any athlete. Yeah, It's a every, good thing, yeah. yeah. It's a good thing to really you know, spend a little bit of time because this little bit of time will provide so much value for the rest of your day and your week that you'll hopefully get a lot more out of all of the training sessions, everything else that you're doing. Yeah. Um, do you have, do you have any advice, I guess this is kind of advice, but do you have any other bits of information or things that you've learned throughout your career for upcoming athletes, the next generation of athletes, or even all of the Hawaii athletes that look up to all of the great things that you guys are doing. Is there any advice that you have that you would like to pass on? Um, yeah, I think, uh, I was actually talking with one of my teammates the other day and, Mm. um, he said something that really connected with me and he said, it's, easy to care on game day. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, game days are important. So that's why everyone cares on that day. You know, it's the most important day, Mm -hmm. but on the other days, uh, it's harder to care. You know, you might not care about your routine or, you know, working out or, you know, headspace, the, that, you know, morning routine, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the little things, the little details on the regular days um, that you don't think are as important. Mm-hmm. I think those those are the days that you need to care mm-hmm. um, and that will help kind of propel you to the next level and keep getting better. Yes. And making the most out, out of every day. I think that's that's right. huge because it's so easy to once you get in, stuck in the routine of thing, it's so easy mm-hmm. to not it's not that you're not caring i guess but it's so easy to get almost complacent and just go through the normal routine but then again yeah when you go through the motions i think all of those days that you could have gave that little extra those are going to add up week after week and month after month that really at the end of an off season or during the season that's really what separated your results from you know getting to that next level so that's an excellent piece of wisdom for the upcoming generation because i think they don't see all the behind the scenes as to what happens you know during practices during all those situations outside of the game time situation so that's very very helpful um i do have a question just for all the listeners and obviously you had a tremendously successful career up to this point and there's only going to be bigger and better things moving forward and we wish you the best but if it wasn't for football because you know i think football has been a part of your life for so long but if it wasn't for football what other things interest you or what other things would you be Uh, doing besides football (laughs) um that's a good question um i really really enjoy golf yes Um, I always joke with a lot every time I'm golfing or, you know, with my family, my dad or anything Uh like that. I tell him, I wish you would have gave me, you know, more of a push towards golf when I was younger. (laughs) Um, cause that's what I like to do in my free time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I obviously like, um, 
training. Um, I think just, just getting in the weight room and, Mm -hmm. um, getting your body physically better. I think that's a lot of fun. Um, and a lot like what you're doing, to be honest, just kind Mm -hmm. of hitting every element of uh, a sport where, you know, just training the body and, and the mind. Um, I think that really kind of connects with me just because I've had to deal with that um, yes. uh, majority of for my to for the success of my career. Yes. Um, so yeah, I really like learning learning about all that stuff. Yeah, it's definitely very interesting, and it's endless too. There's so many things that yep. you can learn about to help your performance, and that's exactly why I like doing what I'm doing too. Um, I think you mentioned before too. We've talked about you liking golf and everything, and it's. Mm-hmm. It's very fitting, I think, because correct me if I'm wrong, but there's probably a lot of things that you learn from golf that you can apply to kicking from the mental oh, side very, to the stroke, very, right? Yep. Yeah. The the technique of the swing, there's uh, numerous, numerous similar similarities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it's kind of just you, you know, uh, golfers, you know, that's, yes. that you're making all the swings, just like the kicker. Yeah. Um, you're making a lot more and you can kind of make up for certain things, but essentially you're trying to go one for one every swing. Yes. Um, and yeah, I try to read every, every golf book I can just cause that's kind of the mindset that, mm-hmm. um, is most similar, um, you know, Tiger Woods, you know, all those, all those great ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to, I try to pick, pick their brain, you know, learn from their videos, <laughs> YouTube, yeah. uh, watch, yeah. watch them. Yeah. It's, it's fun to learn. Yeah, no, definitely. And I'm guessing that this off season, once the courses open back up, it's going to be back to golf before things get yeah. Yeah. back into training camp. How often do you usually For golf sure. on? Uh, in the off seasons, um, shoot, uh, per week, I tr- I mean, so our schedule is pretty pretty awesome <laughs> yeah, yeah. during the off season. It's like you we, we go Monday through Thursday, um, like eight to eight to noon, mm-hmm. um, work out, you know, eat and watch film, and then the rest of the day is yours. So mm-hmm. I'll, I usually just work out and go straight to the course after that. <laughs> nice you must be a pretty good golfer then do you want to share your handicap or anything i'm unfortunately not as good as i (laughs) i want to be golf's a golf's an unwinnable game that's true that's that's the beauty of it yes well when you make it back out to hawaii come back home we'll have to get on the course because i i love to golf too it's just that i usually don't have the time so it's it's yeah, been pushed on the side but yeah we'll definitely love yeah we'll definitely get on the course and just have a little fun um is there anything else that you're working on or that you want to share with others or what just sharing about what the future holds for you um i know we have a lot of downtime now so this is not the usual situation but is there anything that you want to promote or share about what you have going on in the future um, no, I think I really hit on everything that I'm mm-hmm. working on at the moment. Um, trying to just keep up with the mental headspace, mm-hmm. uh, you know, physical training and then, you know, the, the routine, the, mm-hmm. um, you know, staying in a positive mental, um, space and con- 
continuing to learn. I think that's just the biggest thing for me is continuing to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you know, I keep up with your H and L movement. I try <laughs> to, you know, listen to podcasts here and there. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think that's the best part. You know, learning is is not so much. You know, you obviously want to learn what mm-hmm. um, you know what helps you, but also learning what doesn't help you. Yes. Um, you kind of just are able to be like, ah, okay, I don't like that, and that's okay. You're yep. still you're still learning. So yes, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I think. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, no, thank and thanks for all the support. And you know, that's exactly what it is because not everything is going to work for every athlete or every individual. So, like you said, it's just learning and learning and trying things i guess and if it doesn't work then at least you got information that maybe i gotta do it this way or maybe i gotta tweak certain things and i think that's the exciting part for anything that you're doing in life whether you're a you're a nfl kicker or you're just a working professional i think finding ways to take care of your body so that you can do all of the things that you love doing that's really where the learning takes place so and that's my passion too but I know, I know that you're, you're still busy during this downtime and everything, and you're taking care of a lot of things this off season. And everyone from Hawaii is always following all the Hawaii athletes and rooting for you guys, and always supporting you guys through your careers. And I think for you, even though you've been at this for a while, I think your career is just starting to pick up steam, and there's going to be a lot of exciting things in the future for everybody that's watching and following you. So. Thanks so much. I mean, for taking some time. And is there any last last bits of information that you want to share? No, it's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Um, I'll, I'll always be keeping up um, with you know everything that you're doing. I, I think it's a a great thing that you're helping out with uh, continuing to teach the next generation and um, even me. I, I love uh, I love learning from you and everything that you're doing. So. Um, yeah, let's uh can't wait to come home and get on the court. <laughs> definitely. We will definitely yep. do that. Yep. As soon as everything opens up. But thanks so much, Kaimi. And for everybody, they can find you on do you have social media or anything? Yeah, I got an Instagram. Okay. Um, no Twitter though. Okay. <laughs> What's your Instagram handle? It's uh I M I um underscore l-o-a imi loa got it and i will put it in the show notes if you want to see anything that's going on with kaimi um, but yeah thank you so much for taking the time and sharing all of this valuable information about kicking and helping the upcoming generation of athletes and we wish you the best and good luck with next season too thank you so much uh, uh you guys take care thank you take care too